This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Your Radio Doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, products, physicians, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on Your Radio Doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. I'm always striving to live my healthiest life, so I need a health plan that has my back. With Independence Blue Cross, I get access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free virtual doctor visits 24-7. Plus, with premiums as low as $0 per month, I can stay on top of my health and keep my budget in check. Independence has given me coverage I can count on, and they'll do the same for you. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Saturday afternoon at 5. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Listen, seven months or ten months is an absolutely exceptional, exceptionally short time frame to produce this vaccine. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good afternoon and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Today we have some very special guests, all with an uplifting message. Our topic, positive psychology. Now this means so much more than simply finding a reason to smile every day. Here to explain the theory in great detail is Dr. James Powelski, Director of Education at the Positive Psychology Center at the University of Pennsylvania, founded by renowned psychologist Dr. Martin Seligman. Dr. Powelski is a doctor of philosophy, an award-winning teacher, and holds leadership positions in international psychology and philosophy associations. He has spoken in more than 20 countries on six continents, often appears in the media, New York Times, Philadelphia Inquirer, The Today Show, Larry King Live. So we're especially grateful for his time with us today. And then we have to admit, James, that now you've hit the top when you appear on your radio doctor. I'll tell you what, I could hardly sleep last night, Marianne. Looking forward to this. It's great to be here. Well, later in the show, we'll be joined by James' wife, Suzanne Pelagi Powelski, a freelance writer and wellness consultant. Together, they've written a book that applies the science of positive psychology to building lasting, loving relationships. And I'm not going to share that our final guest will be Mr. Positive himself, Pat Croce, because that would spoil the surprise. Welcome, James. Thanks, Marianne. It's great to be with you. Well, James, the more I read about your program and the approach to well-being, I just want to say, sign me up. So let's begin. How would you define the term positive psychology for our listeners? Well, Marianne, I like to do it in a kind of a creative way. Uh, You can do it in kind of an academic way, but it's more fun to use uh, a thought experiment. And so if you're up for it, I thought I would share with you and your listeners my favorite way of introducing positive psychology. Does that work for you? Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to share the thought experiment with you, and I'll ask you to kind of stand in for your listeners, but I'll also ask them to reply to my answers themselves on their own behalf. It'll make it a lot more interesting that way. Okay. So here is the thought experiment. You go to a flea market, and on a whim, 
you buy this interesting looking lamp. You take it home and clean it up. And as you rub the lamp, out pops a genie, of course, because it is a magic lamp. And the genie says, Marianne, I am so delighted to meet you. You are an extraordinary human being. I'm so impressed with all the work that you do in your life to help make the world a better place. I am so impressed with you. I want to help you in any way I can. I am going to transform you into a superhero. Marvelous. Now, the genie then says, you have your first decision to make as a superhero is what color do you want your cape to be? Now, there are two options. The genie says, if you choose the red colored cape, you will have the power to fight against the things in the world that we don't want. Things like poverty, injustice, violence, and hunger. On the other hand, if you choose a green colored cape, you will have the power to help the good things in the world to grow. Things like understanding, harmony, love, and justice. So, Marianne, I'm curious, and of course, I'm asking all of your listeners as well, which color cape would you choose and why? Well, it just so happens I'm wearing green today. It is my favorite color. Um, Not exactly sure why, but I almost think that um, what I'm trying to do now with my own show is to just infiltrate my little hour each week with positive and hope that it catches on like the butterfly who flaps his wings and then it makes the air around him uh, move a little faster and it turns into a tsunami. And you hope that by giving an example and just making positivity contagious, that would be my, my first response. Love it. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'm guessing that there are a lot of your listeners who also chose the green uh, cape and would have maybe the same uh, reason or maybe similar reasons for that. There are maybe others who would choose the red colored cape and maybe they would say things like, you know, you know, but there are real problems in this world. There are really severe issues that need to be addressed. Um, And maybe they would say, you know, you really have to focus on those because they're, they're super important. And I think that, um, you know, we could ask the question, well, which color should you choose? But the thought of this, or the point of this thought experiment is not that one is right and the other is wrong, but rather that there's a difference. If you choose a red colored cape, you will have, uh, you will look for problems in the world. And alas, you will find many problems in the world. And you can have a very meaningful life helping to resolve those problems. On the other hand, if you choose the green colored cape, as you did, Marianne, you will be looking for opportunities. And happily, you will find many opportunities in this world and you can uh, help to realize those opportunities. So now that allows me to state what I think is the fundamental principle of positive psychology, which is that you can't flourish, you can't be happy without a green cape. If all you're doing Mm. is looking for problems and difficulties, and you're not looking for the opportunities, then that's not enough for flourishing because well-being is not the same thing as the absence of well-being. If I came to you and I said, doctor, could you do, you know, run all the tests you've got and see if I'm healthy or not, and you ran all these tests and and they all came back negative, you could say to me, well, James, you're disease-free. But that doesn't necessarily mean 
that I'm healthy, right? So I need a green cape to help me get past just being disease-free to being healthy. And the same is true in our life in terms of our own flourishing. And I think flourish is the word that I that I hear you say, and I think that's in your readings, because you, to be free of negatives, those negatives, I've heard you say as well, that that's a, it's a primal reaction to be, to know what the threats are, either uh, an impatient boss or a testy mother-in-law or um, a neighbor mm -hmm. who, who doesn't know their boundaries. And you recognize it and then say, what green thing am I going to do to approach the problem and make life better? I guess, is that a pretty fair way to say it? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so another question that it's important to ask is, can we flourish if we don't have a red cape, if all we have is a green cape, right? And, you know, uh, I'll take a page from, uh, from the Eagles. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have been doing uh, well these days, and it's an exciting season. Uh, our whole family, our 12-year-old son is really enjoying watching the Eagles. If you're going to be a football team, the Eagles or any other team, if you're going to succeed, you have to score points and you have to make sure that the other team doesn't score points too. So I would say that what we need to flourish is a green cape and also a red cape. So what we need to do is ask the genie for a reversible cape because okay. there are some times when we need to focus on putting a stop to things you know, that are threats to us. But oftentimes we overuse the red cape, right? And so we're quick to try to stop something or shut somebody down. When, as you were saying, if we were able to use the green side of the cape, focusing on what we want to accomplish, that might help us give less work for the red side of the cape. Well, I know too that you um, and Dr. Seligman talk about the concept of PERMA. Could you explain a little detail about that for our listeners, please? Absolutely. So PERMA is a green cape theory of human flourishing. And so it says, what can you focus on using the green side of your cape? You can focus on positive emotions. And it turns out that positive emotions don't just feel good. They can also help us to succeed in a variety of domains. If, you're, if you focus on cultivating positive emotions in a relationship, as we'll talk about later, or at your work environment, or with your family, that can really help uh, to bring about the things that we want in our lives. Engagement, that's being in the zone, in flow, when you're really connected to what you're doing at your work or in your hobbies, that's also very satisfying. Positive relationships, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, the M stands for meaning. So what meaning do you have in your life? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? What purpose that do you have? And then finally, accomplishment. That sense of mastery that can come. You have spent your lifetime, Marianne, mastering your domains of medicine. And that must feel so gratifying to be able to help people through the work that you've done as you've accomplished, uh, you know, using your, your green cape to, to work hard and accomplish those positive things. Well, when you break it down like that, James, you go through life and you might not necessarily think about all of those as being uh, different elements, but just the idea of positive emotion, you really can't get the joy of plus, plus, plus emotions unless you compare it to the negative. You, you can't be grateful. You can't be happy unless you're grateful. And you can't be grateful unless you're humble. You have to have seen or experienced yourself. I would, I mean, am I interpreting that properly? Well, yeah. So, you know, one of the things that makes us really enjoy food is being hungry. And so yes. when we have a lack 
and then we fill that lack, that's, you know, really cool. And I think there's a large part of our lives that is kind of a satiation of that lack that can be positive. I think there's also another way of looking at it though too, and that is where we uh, maybe go into flow around a variety of things. So maybe we enjoy um, uh, our work and that gives us great satisfaction in our life. Maybe we enjoy our relationships and we enjoy you know, cycling uh, with friends or we enjoy making a puzzle or something. Uh, and then maybe we enjoy our own personal hobbies, uh, learning a language or uh, uh, reading uh, you know, fiction or something like that. So there's a variety of things, all of which can bring us flow, even though none of them necessarily are a kind of filling up something that's negative in our life. Right. So I, I guess the way I combine what I'm, I'm hearing and what I've read of your work, that you're really just trying to help people be the best version of themselves and take them from living in black and white to color. Because you can be prodding along, be free of pain and happy and satiated. But if you join a group in your neighborhood and you learn to appreciate playing bridge or pickleball, or whatever people are doing, there's a new dimension that you hadn't thought of before, and uh, that can help people at, in every age, yes? That's very well said, Marianne. Oftentimes, we focus on the obstacles to flourishing. Oh, my goodness, I don't feel great. I, da, da, da. And it's important sometimes to do that. But what if we shift our focus to the things that we can actually do that will directly help us cultivate the flourishing and well-being we're looking for? Very well said. Let's take a little break, and we'll return with Dr. James Pawelski. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. At Independence Blue Cross, we believe in giving you the tools you need to pursue your healthiest life. From premiums as low as $0 per month to health discounts and cash rewards, it pays to have coverage with Independence. With the strongest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free 24-7 virtual doctor visits, you can feel confident that quality care is always within reach. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey, they offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert, caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. When we ask questions, we make sure they're the big ones. Like, how can the healthcare industry earn the trust of patients? And what if your health outcomes and access to care weren't defined by your skin color, sexuality, gender, or zip code? At Genentech, we're removing barriers and partnering across the medical community to make clinical research as diverse as the world we serve to ensure communities have access to healthcare. Learn how we are working to make healthcare more equitable at gene.com slash askbiggerquestions. Welcome back to your radio doctor with Dr. James Powelski from the Positive Psychology Center at the University of Penn. James, we just heard a great explanation about how to live your best life. And I know in addition to positive psychology and you and your wife, Susie, speak around the world, you're working on a fascinating research study and you're investigating the connection among arts, culture, humanities, 
and how they connect with well-being, how we make our lives more fruitful and, and how we flourish, if I, I don't want to misquote you, which is just beautiful. How do you explain your theory? Well, thanks, Marianne. So if we think about you know using the green side of our cape more, what helps us to flourish in our lives? And one of the things that really does um, is arts and culture. So if you think about music or um, literature or movies, theater, visual arts, dance, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't believe me that that helps your flourishing, imagine for a moment a world in which we didn't have any of those. Imagine a world with no music, no stories, no movies, no art. Imagine trying to be a parent in that kind of a world. You know, bedtime, you have no lullabies, you have no bedtime. I mean, it would be awful, right? And then as we get older and as we are in our adult lives, if we weren't able to, you know, listen to some tunes or relax, uh, you know, with a movie over the weekend or something, that would certainly be a more impoverished life. And so I would just invite and, and actually I would ask you, Marianne, and invite your, uh, your listeners as well. Can you think of one particular exemplar, one particular um, piece of music or one particular novel or movie that you have that's really been important for your life and your well-being? And, and could you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, gosh, I wasn't ready for this. Well, I will say that I was in medical school uh, into the early 80s. And at the time, disco fever, dance fever, Saturday night fever. So when I go into a patient's room and they had an elevated temperature, I say, do you have dance fever or Saturday night fever or disco fever? <laughs> and we'll get to the bottom of it, of course, but that kind of lightened the mood. But they, it brought us nice. together. And I'd stand there and say, yeah. where does it hurt? But without music, <laughs> music, I remember getting a, a book on tape one time as I was driving, you know, a long distance. And it was the history of music. I don't know what possessed me to choose that. And the opening sentence was, music fills the gap left by language. How many young men have had been so nervous to get down on one bended knee and ask for their hand in marriage so they, they think of a music or they'll borrow words from a poem or a song because it expresses what's in their heart that brings it to light. I mean, that's the, what, that's what I would come up with or, yeah, I love or, that. or how do we imitate our, for our favorite book character or quote Shakespeare or any of those things that really they're a form of expression, just like art and, and people are drawn to those different, uh, each different medium works in a different way, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. Right on. I love it. Um, and so I'll just give you an example. About a week or so ago, I had a meeting with a colleague. And normally I would have a lunch meeting or, you know, we go out for coffee or I'd invite him to my office. But because of the work that I do, he said to me, actually, I really love art too. And so we decided to meet for our meeting at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And so we went uh, in one of the galleries and we decided to pick one particular painting to do some slow looking. Like oftentimes when you go to an art museum, you just glance, right? Glance, 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 and you kind of walk through because sure. there's a lot of art there. But what happens if you think about it from the standpoint of well-being and human flourishing and you just pick one particular work to really get to know and spend time with? 
So we picked a, a, a painting by Peter Paul Rubens called Prometheus Bound. And we stood in front of that painting for probably a half an hour. And we just looked at what was in the painting. And then he also is a physician. And he kind of described what he saw from his perspective. I described what I saw. And in the process, we shared with each other things about our own lives that we never would have talked about had it not been for the opportunity to be in front of this great art. So that's another example of how if we allow art or culture to, to help open us up, it can help us to focus on where we want to go, on getting to know other people more deeply and enriching our lives. That's so true. You know, I, I finished Jefferson at the time in this beautiful arched window on Walnut Street at the, the medical, the original medical college was a painting um, called the Gross Clinic. Samuel Gross is a Jefferson yeah, grad and it. it was painted by Thomas Aikens. And the board at Jefferson sold the painting to a company and the alumni were, wait, that's our brother, Samuel Gross. You can't do that. And the, the <laughs> outcome was a very good and positive one because the compromise was the city of Philadelphia bought it back from the interested buyer and it spent six months a year where it should, where it's protected environment and everyone can enjoy it at the art museum for six months a year and PAFA or fine arts the other six months. And it came to a great compromise. There's the red cape. We were all in our fight or flight reaction. And then with the green <laughs> cape, we said, but it deserves a better home and the outcome. But, but that, what that brought yeah. about, and I was saying earlier about the, the disco era, I stumbled over a documentary about the, the Bee Gees recently. And it was so beautiful because Barry Gibb, the, the tallest brother, talked about losing his brothers and what music did for them. And, and there's so many great examples we could go, go on and on. But I wonder, too, um, I end the show each week with a champion, somebody who faces adversity with grace or does great service community. And I, I came upon... Philadelphia Arts, ARTZ, and a woman takes art to patients with dementia. And there's still lights on in there. And if we capture them, that's a way that people who have some confusion can express themselves and flourish, as you say, because they can still share something and get a positive reaction. Yeah, no, absolutely, Marianne. So just to underscore a couple of great things you said, one is just a community. So arts and culture can really not only help us as individuals or even with relationships, but it can really galvanize a whole community. It can help to define a city or a nation, right? In ways that bring us together. Uh, so, you know, and we all need to find ways of coming together these days and, and arts and culture can certainly do that. It can also be really helpful in difficult situations. So as you say, patients with dementia, sometimes they can still with art or music, um, it can really connect with parts of their, of their, of their minds that are still working, parts of their brains that are still working. Uh, my mother-in-law is in a situation oh. where um, she's having some of those challenges and you play music uh, with her and it can help again, to connect with some of those parts of, of her mind. It can also help with even more difficult situations. Um, just last week, I was asked to give a talk on this work, <clears throat> this research and th these perspectives to a meeting organized by the FBI <gasps> because they're looking at how to identify individuals who might cause a threat and might maybe, you know, uh, be be walking down the road toward creating creating a mass casualty event, and so what the FBI is interested in doing is helping to identify those individuals before they do that, and to help them get on a better track 
in their lives, oftentimes those individuals begin listening to certain kinds of music. They begin to um, look for you know manifestos that were written by other folks who were kind of in that position. And so from the from the position of what they're consuming, what they're engaging in, they're kind of going down a dark path. And if we can help to identify uh, those people, help to provide them with better options, with options that can allow them to understand themselves better, to realize their own value and self-worth, to help connect them with other people in their lives, then that can really be an important turning point in uh, not only helping to avoid these red cape you know, problems, but also to, uh, to help reclaim individuals who, can, who have themselves a lot to offer to their society. Well, you, you say things that make such perfect sense and you explain it so clearly. And I'm sure these ideas have drifted in and out of people's minds before, but when you put it all into a package, it makes such great sense and it's worth the work you're putting into it. James, what about, we made a reference earlier, we were chatting before we started. I think Rob Thompson, the manager of the Phillies, for him to be in the minor leagues for 30 years, he waited, he waited, he built on his foundation and he pops into the major leagues and he takes the Phillies to the top of the mountain and everybody Everybody felt good about Philadelphia. We were so happy. Even though we didn't win in the end, who cares? I mean, I guess somebody cared, but (laughs) it was a great ride. (laughs) How do we use these principles in a situation like COVID when we're isolated? Zoom, I guess, had its place that maybe there were some programs that put put a piece of art online and have people converse. How did that work? Yeah, well, I mean, so – and that was tough when we weren't able to, you know, have baseball or football as we normally did. But yes, a lot of things went online. Art museums put their art yes, online. Love that. Um, there were, um, you know, people went out on their balconies to sing to each other, yes. even though they couldn't oh. connect that way. And in our research, we asked people, you know, did you use arts and culture to help you cope in times of COVID? And people and people responded largely that they did. And the people who did scored higher on virtually every level of well-being that we asked about, from positive emotions to engagement to connection with uh, with, with their community. That's incredible. I, I'm feeling like we should um, get Philadelphia to sign up for a giant karaoke party. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a little break and we'll be right back with Dr. James Pulaski and his wife, Susie Pulaski. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. Just download the Odyssey app and search Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand. Hi, I'm Steve Wicke, CEO of Recovery Centers of America at Devon, one of your addiction experts from RCA. Today, I'm here to talk to you about a typical day in treatment. I often get asked the question, if I come to treatment, what's going to happen? And it's going to vary on uh, your your time in treatment, right? So the first few days of treatment typically are spent in a much more medically intensive part of the program where your physical detox is really starting to happen. Once you're through the medical detox, 
And sometimes while it's going on simultaneously, you'll participate in a wide variety of therapies, including individual group and family therapy groups that include not only therapy session with your uh, assigned therapist, but ancillary therapies as well, educational groups and peer-based groups. You'll be evaluated for your mental health and if indicated, see a psychiatrist or other mental health professional. There'll also be time spent with recreation and learning all about sober fun. And most importantly, you'll spend time with your treatment team planning your continuing care. Detox and residential treatment are only the beginning of the treatment process and the most important parts of treatment happen once you leave a residential facility. As you begin 2023 and look for a fresh start, reach out to Recovery Centers of America if you or one of your loved ones needs help with drugs or alcohol. Call 877-938-0618 or visit recoverycentersofamerica.com slash Devin. We answer the phone and admit patients 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm always striving to live my healthiest life, so I need a health plan that has my back. With Independence Blue Cross, I get access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free virtual doctor visits 24-7. Plus, with premiums as low as $0 per month, I can stay on top of my health and keep my budget in check. Independence has given me coverage I can count on, and they'll do the same for you. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When you have orthopedic issues, you need a physician who eats, sleeps, and breathes orthopedics. You need an exceptionally specialized Rothman Orthopedics physician. They not only specialize in orthopedics, each Rothman physician only focuses on one area of the body, which means you can have confidence that you can get past pain and be what you were. Schedule conveniently online at RothmanOrtho.com. That's RothmanOrtho.com. When we ask questions, we make sure they're the big ones. Like when it comes to diseases, can we strive to treat, prevent, and even reverse them? And how can we make healthcare more effective and more affordable? These are the types of questions that can help impact the lives of so many patients, that help push the boundaries of innovation and healthcare for all communities. At Genentech, we are the pioneers of the biotech industry, tackling some of the biggest questions in healthcare. Learn more at gene.com slash askbiggerquestions. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, now Saturday afternoons at 5, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. Now, your weekly prescription, brought to you by Genentech, the science-driven company that pioneered the biotech industry to transform how we treat the world's most complex health problems. And welcome back to our final segment of Your Radio Doctor, Your Weekly Prescription. Brought to you by Genentech. We are so happy to welcome Ms. Susie Pelegi Powelski, who is a wellness expert and an author whose writings include a very popular blog for Psychology Today. And she is married to our other guest, Dr. James Powelski. What a coincidence. Susie and James have co authored a book entitled Happy Together Using the Science of Positive Psychology to Build Love That Lasts. Just the sound of it makes me happy. Um, and as a couple, they give romance and research workshops around the world. Welcome, Susie, and welcome back, James, to continue our discussion. Thank you. So happy to be here today. Thanks. This is you. wonderful. Now, I'm sure that you draw from your research, but your real life experience as a couple as well, which makes you so relatable. 
aside from the fact that we've already heard James is a great speaker, <laughs> what inspired you to write the book? Well, because, you know, James and I have the perfect relationship and we wanted to tell everyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding about that. Seriously, I feel that there's so much focus in our culture on getting together, right? Like how to find a mate and virtually yes. nothing on what happens once you're together, how to be happy together and stay together. So there's um, popular culture messages going out there, finding dates, and then we don't hear anything. What are you supposed to do? You know, fairy tales, prince and uh, princess meet one another, fall madly in love and live happily ever after. What is that? No one teaches us. It's as if happiness just happens, but we know from research, that's not a fact. It's actually, there's a, habits that help people live happy together in their relationships. So what are those habits? What are research-based things we can do? And James and I, we were talking early on in positive psychology, and we thought it was kind of odd that one of the most important areas of well-being relationships, um, no one teaches you growing up, right? So we know you as a doctor, if you want to be fit and you want to get healthier, you got to work at it, right? You might buy a membership to a gym. Do you just go once and that's it? Absolutely not. You got to do different exercises as your body changes, grows, matures. You do uh, different sort of things. And it would be foolish if we thought just one exercise or one membership, it was going to give Good you point. wellness. Yeah. So why not in relationships? So we actually use the term relationship gym to try to make the point that these myths of you know perfection Ongoing. or happily ever after are not the way to go, but rather it's a matter of rightly directed effort. And we can look to the science of positive psychology, the science of how we can flourish as individuals and as uh, you know uh, a couple um, with others to guide us in how we can uh, direct that focus so that we can uh, develop better relationships. You know, I didn't even think about it. I've done a lot of reading and I've listened to your interviews. My husband and I um, were invited to be in a um, in the Catholic Church. Some of our listeners would know this. We have what's called pre-Cana. So before yes. the wedding day, and as you say, Susie, the girls worry about getting their nails did and having this, the spray tan and all that for, well, we were married on 7-Eleven. So I think that was a good start. We were married on, you know, that's not where we had the reception, but we were married with good luck, 7-Eleven, July 11. Um, but what keeps the, what helps you marinate and, and get that relationship to grow as you face good and bad times? And that's what you're saying that, that and you're going to give some keys to the success of a long-term relationship and building healthy habits um, because you don't want just the being swept off your feet part because on Monday morning, you both have to go to work or, you know, you have to pay the bills and the things that lead to some consternation, should we say. Um, and I think for you and Susie, James, or, or Susie, that if James maybe leaves the light on or does whatever, leaves his socks on the bathroom floor, 
<laughs> it's easy for you guys because you can say, hey, James, do you want to go reread page 37? <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the keys to a successful long-term relationship? Well, just to let you know, Marianne, one of the reasons why we wrote the book is for ourselves. So we do, we are the, the first readers and, and need to continue to use it. I like it. Um, it. With respect to passion, you know, we live in a world in which we're told over and over again, you know, you got to be all in, you got to be, you know, you, you, you can't live without the person. That's how you know that you're in love. That's how you know that, you know, but it turns out that that's really more obsession or being obsessively passionate. And if you can't really function without the other person right by your side, um, that may be nice, you know, the, the first couple of um, days or weeks of a relationship or something, or at moments, but like you say, for the long haul, that doesn't really cut it. So we need to have harmonious relationship where we are dedicated to the relationship with our partner. And we also have other things that we're about. We have, you know, perhaps our work life, we have our family, we have our friends, you know, we have exercise, whatever it is that helps to give us meaning and purpose so that it's not just all about obsessing over a relationship. Right. Cause you don't right. want to be codependent. You don't want to be completely independent. It's interdependence. So if I could be the best version of myself and James can be the best version of himself. And then when we come together, we want to complement one another, not complete one another. We hear yeah. this, you know, Hollywood, you complete me. Well, if James is com completing me, then that means I'm missing something, right? And I'm relying on him. And that puts a lot of pressure on him. And just like our bodies develop, we do emotionally, we evolve, right? So what completes me today isn't going to be the same thing if you're married at 20, 30, 40, as when you're 60, 70, right? So we're always yes. developing. Um, so we don't like some of these negative, emo uh, negative messages, I should say, in pop culture. Also, I want to say you were talking earlier about the red cape. There's so much focus on fixing problems. And of course, we all have problems. We have to fix them. But if that's all you do in your relationship, it's not going to flourish. You know, you might just be at a sort of uh, mediocrity, but you're not going to grow the good. So, yes, I may say, James, will you pick your socks up? But what are things I can cultivate? It's like planting flowers. What are those things in our relationships? What are those opportunities? How can I use the green side of my cape in uh, by being proactive. So growing positivity. So we know our bodies and our minds evolve to see threat, right? So you want to run away from that saber-toothed tiger, you know, back in the day, but there aren't saber-toothed tigers anymore, right? So what are those things that the positive emotions, how are we going to cultivate them? The negative emotions, I might get frustrated with James and I'm going to learn from it. And that's normal, right? But none of us want to cultivate more negativity. So how could we grow more um, understanding and gratitude, serenity, and all? How can we notice that? So we could prioritize those positive emotions by doing activities together, thinking what we want to grow in a relationship, and then, um, you know, planning um, activities together. And I love the words that you emphasize. It's an evolution. Life is dynamic. You might, you're, you're asking two people to look for each other's strengths and one and one make three. You're both stronger as individuals and then you yin and yang. Uh, and I was referencing back to this pre-Canaan that we would talk to couples who were engaged and we'd have four categories. We always talked about communications, although I wouldn't give us an A plus on that, but we've gotten better. Uh, what will you be facing in real time? What will we be facing after the beautiful wedding day 
think about it. And it forced us as a teacher, you always have to look into your own soul. If you have to explain um, diverticulitis to a group of colleagues, it's different than explaining it to lay people. So we really benefited ourselves. I guess there's no such thing as true altruism because it made you feel better yourself. But um, I, I do think it's almost like a young couple when they're buying their first house and one of them might start talking about, oh, I want to make sure I have a yard or, you know, I want blue wallpaper in the living room. Got to talk about the foundation first. Yes. Mm hmm. Well, you hit the nail on the head with strengths. I think, Marianne, that often what attracts us to our partner in the beginning is often sadly the same thing that irritates us later, right? So I'm very high energy. I'm sure James loved my zestful nature and always, you know, at, up for the latest adventure. However, maybe 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night when, you know, he's trying to sleep and I'm still kind of going a mile a minute, maybe not so much. And on the flip side, I was very attracted to his analytical thinking. But, you know, when he's taking days, weeks to make a decision about like a piece of furniture or something practical that we need. But we need to look back to the beginning of the relationship and remember those character traits. Our partner's not trying to irritate us by being super high energy or driving you crazy with overthinking. There's strengths of there. So if we frame it in that way and look at the situation and saying, oh, she's just using her sense of curiosity or he's using his love of learning. He's not trying to irritate you and having discussions around our strengths. Well, we That's could, really we could follow way. the principle of our former Philadelphia mayor, uh, Frank Rizzo, who would say, strengthen the strong points, forget about the weak points. But I like your approach much better because we have to appreciate the negatives to move on with the positives. The name of the book, Happy Together, Using the Science of Positive Psychology to Build Love That Lasts. The website, buildhappytogether.com. And James, with your work with the humanities, your website, humanitiesandhumanflourishing.org. We'll post that on our website. And I will finish the show with my husband's philosophy to our successful marriage in two words. Yes, dear. Thank you, James and Susie. We're so grateful for your time and wisdom. Thank you so much, Marianne. It was a delight to be with you. Thank you. We had a wonderful time speaking with you. Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. At Independence Blue Cross, we believe in giving you the tools you need to pursue your healthiest life. From premiums as low as $0 per month to health discounts and cash rewards, it pays to have coverage with Independence. With the strongest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free 24-7 virtual doctor visits, you can feel confident that quality care is always within reach. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When you have joint pain, you need a physician who eats, sleeps, and breathes joints. Someone so focused on their specialty, they've written the book on it, literally. You need an exceptionally specialized physician from Rothman Orthopedics. They not only specialize in orthopedics, each Rothman physician only focuses on one area of the body, which means you can have confidence that you can get past the pain and be what you were. Schedule conveniently online at RothmanOrtho.com. Official orthopedic partner of the Eagles, Phillies, and Sixers. And now for your real champion, I call this segment Positively Pat. 
Pat Croce embodies the concept of positivity. He transformed the practice of physical therapy by treating every patient like they were a professional athlete. His enthusiasm was contagious, and as patients healed, they committed to becoming fitness warriors. His method became the brand of the Flyers for 13 years, the 76ers for 10 years, and after selling his 40 fitness centers, he became the president and part owner of the 76ers, even repelled from the Walt Whitman Bridge, using his can-do attitude to lead his team to the playoffs and unite the city behind them. And now he's using his core strength to fight his battle with cancer and invites other cancer patients to join his new team. Welcome, Pat. Good morning. How are you doing, Marianne? Better that I get to chat with you. Uh, Pat, my, my first question is, as physicians, we have this data that shows that physical activity markedly improves our health, our outlook on life. But as physicians, we're struggling to get people to get up and move. How did you motivate so many people, not only to engage, but to enjoy fitness? Well, I was lucky, Marianne, because most of my clientele came in as patients first. So they were injured. So they had to get up to move. But once we got them involved, not only whether it was a blown out knee, a sore back, a rotator cuff strain, a sprained ankle, not only did we follow the doctor's prescription on the treatment plan, but we worked on their mind and their total body. And initially, they may have done it for us as their physical therapist, but eventually they got addicted. They realized the all the benefits that health and fitness and good nutrition and proper sleep habits do to yourself. You can wake up the next day and get fired up for the day. So I think it was apropos that we were able to make the injured good and the good feel great. And you, you make a good point because it's all about the whole picture and attitude makes a huge difference in, in anything we decide to undertake, any kind of project. Um, Pat, in, in most people in life look at a mountain and decide they want to climb it. You had multiple Mount Kilimanjaro's. You, obviously, we talked about all the achievements of making so many more people um, fit and getting the people of the, of the city of Philadelphia united. I mean, I'm sure even other teams in the country looked at your style and said, this is fantastic. This is mag- magical and magnetic. Um, if you were Popeye, what would you say is your spinach? People, people. I think the joy and positivity and enthusiasm, follow your enthusiasm, that three-word mantra, I think that me throwing out that high vibrational frequency, bouncing off other people and seeing the smiles and seeing them get up and the energy that they portrayed fulfilled me even more so. And I think it really is that community that we need, Marianne, that we lift each other up. As the spiritual saying goes, we're just each walking each other home, right? We're just walking each other home to be with God in the end, but make it an enjoyable journey. And not everyone can, so it may need help. Everyone needs just a little help. And so maybe that was a lesson to be learned from COVID when we were isolated and we craved coming back together and and we see the value. It's a shame. Sometimes the pendulum has to swing. Uh, pretty far in one direction for us to under to appreciate what we had. Um, how would you 
say, um, how would you mentor someone now who is still feeling the effects of, I mean, we're all, everything, everybody we know, some habit of their own or, or how they um, get to their doctor or make a point, everything in the world has changed a little bit or a lot. How would you mentor somebody now um, to, to handle challenges that are, that are out there? Marianne, that's a great question. And what we need to know with anyone we're working with is what is their innermost desire? Because it can't be my desire. It has to be their desire. An old, old, ancient uh, Upanishads, ancient Hindu wisdom. So as is your desire, so is your intention. As is your intention, so is your will. As is your will, so is your deed. As is your deed, so is your destiny. So that desire starts first. And then right now is a perfect time. With this New Year's, I don't say set a resolution because people know they don't. They set them and their wishes. I say set an intention and send it out to the divine universe. If you want to be better, more fit, healthier, less pain, more vibrant, a better positive attitude, send that intention out and the universe will be your silent partner, your co-collaborator to bring people like you aboard to say, okay, what is it exactly that you feel your purpose is? What are you enthusiastic about? What are you passionate about? What would you do that when you're in that flow, you're like Michael Jordan on a basketball court. It's just so effortless and so timeless, and you just thoroughly enjoy yourself. And as you say, live for the moment, appreciate the moment. Uh, Now is so vital. If there was one message is bring yourself into the now. What is your intention now? And yes, on this path, on every path, we're going to trip, fall down, run into obstacles. There'll be detours. And that's why every path in life takes vigilance to stay aware when you fall down, diligence to get back up, resilience to brush yourself off. And then if you that starts with an intention and you have vigilance, dil- diligence, resilience, then the most important ingredient, Marianne, is not of our doing. That's grace. Grace will take you the rest of the way. But grace wants to know for sure that this is the path you want to take. And I think, would you say that's what keeps you grounded, Pat? Because you certainly have, uh, by all measures been very successful. I mean, people measure success in different ways, but not only did you, you built so many um, wonderful new communications and, and setups for people, not just making them fit, but bringing the whole city together and, and having your attitude flow into other people's way of thinking and, and behaving. And that did bring me happiness, but temporarily. So that's why I'm sharing with you and your your large following, to also stop and go inward. In the present moment, look inside yourself and be with yourself. First and foremost, you must take care of yourself before you take care of anyone else. And all of us, all of us are made of peace, love, and happiness. Unfortunately, there's these superimpositions, these veils, these filters that are covering over our true self. So if we can unveil them with listening to your podcast or any way we can say is don't just go after objects of experience out in the world, activities, substances, accolades, achievements. Because as you said, no matter what I did, it never satisfied me for long until 
I followed those two words, ancient words, 3,000 years ago in the Temple of Apollo, know thyself. And we just spent a whole show with a brilliant uh, philosopher, positive psychology doesn't mean walking around being happy all the time. It means that primal reaction to a challenge or a threat. Are we going to use the fight or flight reaction? Are we going to stay and fight or run away? But the positive psychology aspect means you say, these are the tools I have. Let me reduce this threat to a workable project. And when you talk about taking care of yourself, just as they say on an airplane, before you take care of your child, put your own oxygen on. About eight years ago, around January 20th, you were on a plane and you read an article. Tell us about that, if you would. Wow, wow, wow. You have a good memory. So I was heading to Key West. We have business opportunities down there. And I was just reading a travel magazine and an author, Pico Iyer. I've never heard of the man before. But in the article, he was talking about stillness and why that would interest me is beyond imagination. But nevertheless, he said something that sparked a satori. In Zen, it's a no mind moment where you just go, or Oprah would call it an aha moment. He said, most of our life occurs in our heads. Memory, imagination, speculation, interpretation. So if you want to change your life, you best begin by changing your mind. And right there, as a physical therapist, athletic trainer in the past, and a motivator, and someone who lived and breathed a positive attitude, I, I knew you could change bodies, but I never realized you could change your mind. Well, I think the way it translates as I... I, I, I've met you several times, but uh, our recent conversations have, have been really lifting to me that that's how you approach your diagnosis of cancer um, and that you're working with the American Cancer Society to bring people together and say, here's a topic, prostate cancer or lung cancer. And then you're bringing a patient in and he or she tells a story. And it's a beautiful way of doing exactly what you're saying. So we have this specialist like yourself, the doctors and the radiologists and the radiation technicians and sociologists who can really help. But then we have these warriors, these warriors who have overcome insurmountable challenges with a positive attitude, following through with their quarterback, their medical staff's recommendations to get to the goal line and really doing it with okay, there may be setbacks, but these are set in front of me by God for me, not to me, not against me. Okay. And not a problem, Mary. And this is important. There are challenges in the present moment. That's right. Well, it's a beautiful way to look at it, Pat, because uh, united we stand. And with the help of those people and with your help, you're allowing those warriors to express themselves, which is 91% of it. Um, I will say in talking to you when you were kind enough to have me on your show, and we talked about colorectal cancer and screening and prevention. One of the funnest things I learned was that one of your most favorite people was your aunt, Sister Corrine Richie, which means we're related, Pat. So, okay, that makes you part garlic and part Gaelic. Yeah. <laughs> and so our family reunion, should we have it in Croce, Italy or Cork, Ireland? I leave that up to you. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, if we can bring the beers from Ireland and the pasta from Italy, we can go anywhere. Well, I have to say a big thank you for your time, Pat, because I know you have more mountains to climb and more people to help. 
But what a treat for our listeners to hear from you and, um, and sharing your words of wisdom. I thank you so much. Stay well. And thanks again. Peace and love, bro. Thank you, Marianne, and peace, sister. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor every Saturday at 5 p.m. here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Listen to this show again or any of our shows on odyssey.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. We thank our guests today, Dr. James Pawelski and Susie Pawelski. Visit our website, yourradiodoctor.net, and you'll find the name of their book, and their websites for very valuable information. Please follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Friends, every week we highlight a real champion. Soon you'll be hearing about Rob Long from the great organization that can use your help. Uplifting Athletes uses the power of sport to help impact lives of people with rare diseases. February 4th, coming soon, is their big night of celebration called the Young Investigator Draft at the link. Learn more on their website, upliftingathletes.org. Email us, info at yourradiodoctor.net. Tell us about a champion or maybe a topic you'd like to hear about. Next week, our topic is coffee, the possible health effects and side effects with a super guest, Dr. Donald Hensrod from the Mayo Clinic, who has done extensive research in obesity, nutrition and disease prevention, physical activity and health promotion, and clinical preventive medicine in general. Learn from our guests today that being positive goes a long way. Jiminy Cricket would say, be optimistic and smile. But the famous philosopher Frank Ritchie would say, smile. People will wonder what you've been up to. This is your smiling radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, wishing you a super happy, healthy, and safe week with the ones you love. Always here to remind you that your health is your wealth. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. To contact Dr. Marianne and to listen to today's show as well as past shows, visit yourradiodoctor.com. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program has been pre-recorded. I'm always striving to live my healthiest life, so I need a health plan that has my back. With Independence Blue Cross, I get access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free virtual doctor visits 24-7. Plus, with premiums as low as $0 per month, I can stay on top of my health and keep my budget in check. Independence has given me coverage I can count on, and they'll do the same for you. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. 